Second Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. And the Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthian people, and he was writing to them because his desire was that he would see them saved and wonderfully made ready for heaven. And in chapter 3 and verse 1 he says this, Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we, as some others uh, in epistles of commendation to you, or letters of commendation from you, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with him, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we, through Christ our God, toward you. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but are sufficient in our God. The Apostle Paul, dear friends and boys and girls, they, he wanted the people that he was writing to and speaking to to know that he knew someone that could have a profound effect on their lives. And he finished that verse in verse 5 by saying, But our sufficiency is of God. In other words, he was saying, We can't do what we're saying we can do. But we know someone that can. Isn't that amazing? We know someone that can. And that was Paul's desire to get the message across to those people he was speaking to. I was reading this just some time ago and it was about a blind man who was walking in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Atlanta is a place that my wife and I and other friends have been in and been in a church there. And it is, if you know anything about it, a lovely sunny place. And we were in Charles Stanley's church during our holiday there. And I noticed as I was standing on the street outside the church that the sun was shining and the man was crying, but I am blind. You see, dear friends, there are many in our world today that are in a terrible situation and the sun is shining, beaming down upon them. But sadly, they are blind and cannot see. But not only are they blind to the world around them, the things in the world, but they are blind to the things of God. They are blind to the truth of what the Lord Jesus Christ can do for them and take away their sin and make them ready for heaven. And they are blind to so many things and their eyes are not yet open. And sadly, if they die as they're living, they will forever be in an awful hell. You see, there are still those who do not allow their eyes and their minds to be open to God's wonderful salvation. They're blinded to it. Why do they refuse it, you may say? Why are they perishing? 
because they do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. You see, the God of this age, dear friends, is the devil. And the devil, who is the God of this age, behind the scenes of world events, this God of this age and this world is unconsciously having people to worship him and pay allegiance to everything concerning him. And he has brainwashed them. Therefore they cannot understand what the good news is saying. They do not believe. Oh friends, they do not believe that there is good news that comes from heaven above. From the God that's in that heaven. And from the Christ of God who has given his life a ransom for many. You see the devil, dear friends, blinds men and women to the goodness of God. Listen to this text. Psalms 33, 5. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. You see, dear friends, anyone who doesn't realize that God has been good to them certainly is blind in so many ways in this world. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And if a person looks around and doesn't see the blessing of God and doesn't see the goodness of God, they are indeed blinded. We live in a land, friends, of freedom. Freedom to eat whatever food we like. Freedom to wear whatever clothes we want. Freedom to drive whatever cars we by and freedom to do so many other things and we have such freedom even in this land but old friends we don't realize that we are wasting and selling away that freedom but even through the goodness of God to man and the fact that God loves mankind many are blinded and turned away from the love of God. The devil, dear friends, tonight is blinding men to the goodness of God. I heard the story once of a little girl who got dolls for Christmas and she made them dolls' houses and clothes. And one day mother came home and heard her screaming upstairs and ran upstairs to see what was happening and discovered that she was battering the dolls against one another and against the bed and she couldn't understand why. And she said, Mary, what on earth are you doing there? What is happening? Oh, mother, I don't love my dolls anymore. I don't love the toys you bought for Christmas anymore. And her mother asked why. And she replied, because my dolls won't love me back, mother. And the toys won't play with me. See, dear friends, mankind, even in childhood, treat God that way sometimes. God pours out his goodness on people like you and like me and yet we refuse to believe who God is, what God can do, that God can save out of the goodness of his heart and out of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. God can save all who will believe on his name and trust him as their saviour. But not only that, we discover as we read the Bible that the devil blinds men to the guilt of their souls. John 3.18 He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. You see, the devil 
blames men for the goodness of God. The devil blames men for the guilt of their souls. And let me tell you, dear friends, the devil will blame you and me if we are not prepared to believe on Jesus Christ. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, nor on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not a man as a man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. That's why the Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I heard a story of a lady recently that came during the time of invitation to a preacher and she wanted to get saved and she said to the preacher, she said, Pastor, your verse that you read tonight, Romans 3.23, and I want you to understand, I have, I would have you know that I am not a sinner. You said I was a sinner. And you said, I'm telling you tonight I'm not a sinner. At least I'm not a bad sinner. I'm a good sinner. He said then, you can't be saved, my dear. Because you see, the Bible tells us that only sinners can be saved. Pastor Harry Ironside asked a man on one occasion if he was sure he was going to heaven. No, I can't say that I am, he said. The man answered quite briskly and quite openly, but I would like to be. And just why do you want to be saved? Ironside responded, do you realize that you're a sinner? Yes, the man replied, but I'm not what you would call a bad sinner. In fact, I have to say I'm rather a good one. Think of it, said the pastor, a good sinner? Why, that's a contradiction in terms, if ever there was a contradiction in terms. Sin is sin, and any transgression is bad enough to separate us from a holy and righteous God for all eternity. The devil tries to pull the wool over lost persons' eyes. He tells them how good they are. He tells them that God doesn't love them, and he wouldn't send them to an awful hell. But the lost, the lost need to remember, friends, Everyone who are lost need to remember that the devil is the father of lies and he will spew out the lies until men and women believe them. Isaiah 64, 6 But we are all as unclean things and our righteousness are as filthy rags and we all do fear as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. He then changed his mind and shut himself and, and uh, about himself and got saved. And the devil's blind men and women to the guilt of their souls, friends. The devil blinds men and women to the goodness of God. The devil blinds men and women to the guilt of their souls. And the devil blinds men and women to the gift of God. A gift that lies wide open. A gift that says to us, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. A gift that wants to save. Young fellow came forward at the gospel meeting, earnestly asking what he could do to be saved. Knowing the man thought he had to accomplish something in his own efforts to gain redemption, the Christian worker responded to the anxious inquiry, Why, you're too late. Oh, don't tell me that, he says. Don't tell me that, please, exclaimed the distressed seeker. You see, freely, he says, I 
I want to get saved, I want to get salvation, I want to be right with God. I'm sorry, said the preacher, but you're too late, my father. But why, sir? You told me the work is finished. You told me all I have to do is simply repent and receive Christ as my Savior and to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and I will be saved. And now you're telling me I can't do it. No, he says, because there's nothing you can do to obtain salvation other than believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. The young man wouldn't accept but you see, when Noah went into the ark along with the family and the animals, there was only one way, and that was in through that one door. In the morning, when the ark door was opened, an observer might well have seen a pair of golden eagles swoop down from the skies in through the door, or they might have watched and seen a pair of snails scrawl up, uh, up the plank, the gangplank, or they may have seen a pair of worms doing likewise. The eagle may have flown down again from the high sky, and the worm had to crawl up the plank. But, oh friend, let me tell you that the devil blinds men to the gift of God. You see, the devil blinds men and women to the goodness of God. The devil blinds men and women to the guilt of their souls, and the devil blinds men and women to the gift of God. And the devil blinds men and women to the genuineity of the Bible. Proverbs 30, verse 5, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. What a text. Listen to it again. Every word of God is pure. But He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. I tell you, friends, there's not a text in the world that could be believed like that and people get saved through it and know that their sins have been dealt with and that Eternity for them is settled. Heaven will be their eternal home. See, we live in a world in which the devil has mankind mocking and laughing at the Word of God, but that's nothing new. For back in the beginning, the devil blinded Eve to God's wonderful truth. Genesis 3, 4 and 5. The devil doesn't want the lost person to get the Bible where they might read it. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The devil doesn't mind if you buy the Bible, put it on your night table and never read it. Just leave it there. Converted African cannibal sat reading his Bible. A European trader passed by and asked him what he was doing. Oh sir, I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible, was his reply. Buy that book, is out of date, said the, the uh, cannibal. It's out of date, there's no point reading it. If, they had been, if it had been out of date, here said the African, you would have been eaten long ago. See, the Bible is referred to, dear friends, in many different ways. We speak of it as God's Word. We speak of it as the good book. We speak of, speak of it as the Holy Scripture. We speak of it as the sword of the Spirit. And we speak of it as the book of the living Word. Some call it the book and some call it other things. 
But oh friend, let me tell you, this is God's word and it's true, it's faithful, you can appropriate it and you can accept it and you can know that it's a miraculous book working God's work. You can know that it comes to us by divine inspiration. It's miraculous in its durability, outstanding the opposition of its critics and surviving the attempts of its enemies to exterminate it. It's miraculous, and in its results, it's transforming the lives of all who will read it and believe it and take it to take take it to their hearts. It's miraculous in its harmony, agreeing in all parts of it and believing it. Written over a period of sixteen hundred years and about forty different authors, five in its in its miraculous message. Telling of many occasions when God supernaturally intervened in the lives of people and saved them. It's a miracle book. But you see, the devil blinds men and women to the goodness of God. The devil blinds men and women to the guilt of their soul. The devil blinds men and women to the gift of God. The devil blinds men and women to the genuineity of the Bible. Friends, the devil blinds men and women to the awful power of sin. The devil blinds men and women to the greatness of the Christian life. The devil blinds men and women to the grief of hell. The Son of Man, Matthew 13, 41 and 42, the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And the devil will blind you against such a wonderful text. The devil will blind you to the grief of hell. And many believe him. I heard the story of a woman who was making fun of a preacher on one occasion. He was preaching on hellfire and judgment. The preacher was exhorting his hearers to flee from the wrath to come. I warn you! I warn you! He thundered! I warn you that there will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. At this moment, an old woman in the, the gallery stood up and said, Sir, she shouted, I have no teeth! Madam, he said, Teeth will be devoured. See, people might make fun of him. They might laugh at us preaching the gospel. And they might make fun of those of us trying to do a good job and maybe not making such a job of it. But I tell you, dear friends, one day we will stand in the presence of the Lord and we will give an account as to why we would not believe God's word. The devil blinds men and women, friends, to the grief of hell. The devil blinds men and women to the goodness of God. The devil blinds men and women to the guilt of their souls. The devil blinds men and women to the gift of God. The devil blinds men and women to the genuineity of the Bible. The devil blinds men and women to the greatness of the Christian life. Friends, the devil blinds men and women to the grief of hell. The devil blinds men and women, dear friends, to the glory of heaven. Revelation 21.10 And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy city Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. 
as no tongue can describe the grief of hell, no tongue can describe the glory of heaven. If a person could take a peek at heaven, they would prepare themselves for their immediate. But the devil doesn't want the lost person to see the amazing horror of hell and doesn't even want them to see the lovely golden streets of heaven or the throne of God with the saints worshipping the Lamb. And the devil blinds men to the glory of heaven. When Pepper Martin, the Cardinal's hero of 1931 World Services, that was the game he played, he was asked, what is your chief ambition by a minister on one occasion. He answered, Sir, my chief ambition is to go to heaven. Is that your chief ambition? Said asked the minister. The devil blinds men, friends, to so many things. He thought he would get a different answer. Indeed. Is that your chief ambition? He asked again. Oh, sir, that's been my chief ambition from my mother's knee. But I haven't yet bowed my knee and believed and trusted Jesus Christ, my mother's Savior. The young lady tells the story of a man in Chicago. A man received a letter from a forgotten relative who left him a large sum of money. He refused to believe it through it in the fire and lived in poverty the rest of his life. You know, friends, that's what many people are doing today. The lost today are like that. They are blinded by the devil to the great inheritance that God has laid out for them. And friends, it could be that we are lost today and we haven't yet called upon God and asked for his salvation and asked him to wash us from all our sin and to make us ready for heaven. Could it be you're in the meeting tonight and you're lost? You're far from God. You're out of Christ. And if you die in your sin, you would perish. Oh dear friend, let me encourage you. Take God's word seriously. Read it carefully. And trust Him as your Savior.